Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. What a matchup! And what a tee, Mike! Metro PCS and the iPhone SE for $0 on a network that covers 99% of people in the U.S. Oh, impressive. Play with the best. Switch to Metro PCS and an unlimited LTE plan and get a 32-gig iPhone SE for $0. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax. Claim based on talk and text. Not valid for active numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro PCS in the past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions. Welcome to the Tour Junkies Fantasy Golf Podcast. This is the Houston Open Podcast brought to you by none other than 18 Birdies, the best golf app in the business. Let's get to it. What's up, golf addicts? Thanks for downloading the Tour Junkies Fantasy Golf Podcast. Myself and Pat are going to recap the WGC, the Punta Cana Corrales Championship. We're going to talk about Masters content coming up. We reveal the winner of our iTunes review contest, and we even give you 10 indicators that Masters Week is fast approaching in the city of Augusta that maybe, if, you, if you're not from here, you've never been here, you've never heard before. So we hope to make you chuckle a bit. And then, of course, we're going to break down the Houston Open 2018, give you the course insight, give you the key stats, and, of course, our picks. There is a fair amount of disagreement in this one and a few heated moments as well. I want everyone to know Pat and I have since reconciled all is well and we love each other still. So we'll be back again for the Masters content coming Sunday night. The Masters podcast is coming out in two parts. You'll hear more about that later. But we do want to thank our sponsor, 18 Birdies. The Explore tab on the 18 Birdies app is our favorite right now. All the top-level instruction, golf news, tournament picks, everything you want right there within the app on 18 Birdies. You can download it now for free and get a premium year on us with promo code tour junkies enjoy the podcast and may your screens be green what it is golf addicts it's your boy db it is the shell houston open we are here we are ready oh it's not the shell houston open anymore it's just the houston open they lost their they lost their sponsor fortunately for us, we didn't lose our sponsor. Proudly repping 18 birdies still. Good for us. We're we got we got something up on the Houston Open. Uh, Pat, how are you doing, man? You doing good? You ready for this? Yeah, man, I'm good. Uh, I I have to say, I gotta admit right off the the top that I did not realize that the they had lost the shell sponsor. So maybe yeah. Uh-huh. Welcome to the week, Pat. Well, I was welcome so I'm I'm so immersed in my my research and everything. And then you know when Masters is on the horizon. Sometimes yeah. just my brain goes into whack mode. So, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. It is the Houston Open Sands sponsor. We are going to get to that in just a moment. Let's recap the WGC and Punta Cana Corrales Resort and Club Championship, where Bryce Garnett took down Keith Mitchell, who we we both really liked. We were big fans of him. Uh, we had some good picks in that one, actually. Had some had some nice picks. 
Um, but it was it was it, it was rather a whatever kind of week. Now I I will tell you this: I would love to play that golf course in the Dominican Republic. That was a good looking golf course, very cool. Um, but Bryce Garnett gets him a win. Then of course you had Bubba and Kiz in the final match for the WGC, and basically Kiz just forgot how to play golf as soon as he beat Alex Noren. Um, and Bubba wins quite handily. Handily, Bubba had a pretty good week. Now, you talk about a fun course. That course looked pretty cool to me. Yeah, that that is a cool course. The Country Club of, of Austin is pretty nice. Yeah, I love the bridge. It's very, it's very pretty. It's, it's a little bit design. shorter. There's some, you know, yep. drivable par fours. Of course, you know, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, so it yeah, was sure. It was cool. I mean, I I felt bad for kids. I, I think here's the thing with this kind of a. I, I don't think you can read too much into how he he played that Sunday afternoon. I mean. This is a grind for these guys. I mean, you think of how many rounds that they play in a tournament type condition. It's just it's it's what double the amount they would play in a normal tour event. So especially if they make it that far. So I, I don't know. I just think he may have ran out of gas, and like you said, he did look like he forgot how to play for a few or well for many holes. But yeah, he had some really squirrely shots. They were loose. They were quite loose. I mean, even the announcers talked about it. As he was wrapping up his match against Norin, they basically said whoever wins this match is going to be at a disadvantage because they're they're emotionally, mentally, physically drained. That match was tough. It was grueling. Bubba ended his match early and was rested. So I mean, you saw it coming. I just didn't. I, I don't know that you saw it coming six six down or seven or whatever it was. Um, but uh, it's I, I do like the format. I like the match play format. I am not a fan. I said this on Twitter and got a bunch of people that agreed with me and a few people that didn't. I, I'm not. I was not a fan of the week in terms of DFS. Uh, in terms of the match play, you know, we talked about DraftKings doing something a little different that week. I just, I, I just didn't like it. It was just. It was. It just was too weird. We talked to a couple of tour caddies who told us, you know, the whole week is kind of weird and a lot of the big names don't even like playing in it. That's why there's a reason why some of them skip. You know, none of the big guys like the fact that if they're mathematically eliminated, they have to keep playing for sponsors. None of them like that. So uh, it just feels like one of those weeks where literally anything can happen. And in that scenario, and you, and you, you lose this edge or you, you, um, you know, with that much variability to me, it's just, it's just a crapshoot. Like, yeah, there might be some opportunity there. Um, but I just think it's a coin flip as to whether or not it, it helps you or hurts you week by week uh, or year by year as, as DraftKings continues to offer that contest. I just wasn't a fan. I, I, I played more of the Corrales championship and, and had some green screens with that, but I just wasn't a fan of the match play. I don't understand why they have to, you know, there's got to be a contest for something like that. I mean, yeah, I guess there is some demand, and that's why they the DraftKings has to put it. Yeah, out a lot there. of people liked it. I mean, but, a lot of I people mean, liked it. I don't know. I'm, I, it's like the old saying: "Absence makes the heart go fond, grow fonder." I mean, I don't like. I just think that the, you could just you could just maybe do the other tournament and not have to do so much for just to cater to everybody else. I'm just not a big fan of it. Um, well, clearly neither one of us won a lot of money in it. I mean, we we didn't win. No, we, we didn't did win not. Money, but I did do well in Punta Canta. Can, yeah. can I? Punta Canta. I'm Punta sorry. Can, Punta what did you say? Acuna Matata. Whatever. <laughs> what? <is. laughs> uh, all right, let's move on because here's what's happening. We got we got Houston, but Masters Week is coming. We need to talk to you guys about Masters Week. 
we got a couple of announcements going, and we are going to announce a winner right now in just a few minutes of our iTunes contest review review contest. We're going to announce the winner of that. We got some last minute details for the road to Augusta. We need to hit up before we do that. I thought we'd have a little fun, Pat. I thought we would give the listeners. 10 indicators it is Masters Week in Augusta, or Masters is approaching in Augusta. You and I, Augusta natives, we know what it starts to feel like and look like around here about this time of year. And so I thought we'd just you know, let everybody know kind of what, what starts happening. So I'll, we'll just alternate. So I'll go number 10. You left, a, you left a, maybe one or two things out. Okay, I would, love for you to help, I would love for you to help with that. But I'll help we'll do some it. honorable mentions yeah. at the end. Uh, number 10, uh, local courses. They start punching their greens, right? A few weeks early, they want to they have those greens looking as good as they can have them for all you suckers who are about to flood into Augusta and pay six times the greens fees on these courses <laughs> during true. Masters Week because you just yeah. have to play golf. They're all going to start punching their greens. So there you go. There's number 10. Number nine, beer semis everywhere. That is true. There's so much beer imported into town. Leading up to the Masters, it's it's everywhere. Okay, I like beer that. trucks everywhere. Number eight, ticket vans parked in front of gas stations. You know, you've got the famous Golden Ticket bus that parks in front of the seventy six station right off I twenty on Washington Road. He's there for like a month buying and selling tickets. Mm-hmm. Where I guess you know, if you're just one of these people who you want to you want to sell your ticket and you want to sell it to a weirdo in a bus at a gas station. Apparently, he's doing good for himself because he's been there for like over a decade every year. So that happens. Seven, pollen is freaking everywhere. I mean, you just start, when you start sniffling and sneezing and your eyes start watering, you know Masters getting close. That's true. Number six, another way you know Masters is getting close is because old friends who you haven't talked to in quite a long time, probably this time last year, are texting you about getting tickets. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, you know yeah. anybody who's got some tickets I could get? Yeah, you get that. Mm. That's a common thing. Even people you don't know, you're like, how did, how did, right. who is how did you this? Get my number? <laughs> number five, master's books in all the grocery stores and pharmacies. That is true. Now, you you wrote that, and I first looked at. I was thinking like, what? But now now that I remember, yeah, they're everywhere. Just everywhere. Yeah, all the masters. Yeah, yeah, all the masters books. Number four, brokers lining the streets, random, almost homeless looking guys sitting in folding chairs under tents, or maybe not, just holding a ticket uh, or a sign that says, "I need tickets." Got a lot of those. Up and down Washington Road. Went to lunch today on Washington Road. A lot of people sitting outside. I need tickets. You got a lot of those guys. Number three. I'm glad I got number three. Hooters upgrading their building. Every year. This, annual event. This. Let me just tell you. This Hooters <laughs> is... Not only are they in a prime spot. Yeah. But... Yeah, they get to upgrade their building every year leading up to the Masters. Then they also have this giant, the biggest tent you've ever seen constructed beside Hooters, the actual restaurant, so that more they can fit more people over there. And then, of course, there's always John Daly sitting out in his his RV and selling stuff. So, yeah, I, I think Hooters. That's a yeah. I think Hooters, it'll be interesting one of these days because the rumor is the Augusta National is continuing to buy up property on that side of Washington Road 
And the rumor is they will work as far down as Hooters. And it would be interesting to see just how much money it would take for Hooters to sell that property to the Augusta National. It'll probably happen like when my kids are grown. But one of these days, they're going to be faced with, uh, with, with just that, that dilemma. If you will, I'm, I'm waiting on them one day to like just level the whole thing and build like a three level Hooters. They like should a three, like a three story Hooter. It should be the greatest Hooters in the country. Yeah, I mean, it. well, I think it might be. I mean, it, it is it is they trick that thing out. And every year, like they make so much money Masters week. They just, you know, they got to do something different. They're repaving the parking lot or they're adding a putting green or they're whatever it is. They're, they get a lot of upgrades because that place is popping off Masters Week. Number two, uh, the second reason or indicator you know Masters Week is approaching is DB and Pat are caring less and less about anything not related to Masters Week, possibly including our marriages, our real jobs, and our houses or whatever else. Um, yeah, yeah, that's... Every, everything's all about that. That is very true. We're, we are... We are totally focused on Augusta right now, and it's that's just the way it is. It's that way every year. Number one, David, the road to Augusta is coming to a close this week, right? And yes, we're it have is. A winner. Yes, it is. It gets you to know that the Masters is coming when the road to Augusta winner is announced, and this winner will be announced on Friday. This Friday, we will be announcing the lucky sucker who's going to get round-trip airfare, a two-night hotel stay, food and drinks, and a ticket to the Masters, round two on Friday, hanging out with you and me, a couple other fun people to be named later. It's going to be a good time. I'm excited. So the live drawing is going to be this Friday, March 30th. Friday, March 30th, probably... I don't have a time yet. I'm thinking somewhere around like the noon Eastern time, somewhere around there. So number one, you guys got to follow us on Twitter. If you're not following us on Twitter, you're not going to know. So at tour underscore junkies, if you don't have a Twitter account, start one just to follow us at tour underscore junkies. Uh, that's where we'll be posting everything and uh, we'll be doing the live live winner there's a lot of entries to this it's it's gotten a tremendous response and this is the last week to enter pat it's the very last week you can play the houston open this week if you do not have a fantasy draft account you need to start a fantasy draft account we'll tweet out the link we'll pin it to the top of our twitter page you can click on that link and join or you can join using the promo code tour junkies rg okay so set up your account and then play the tour card, which is the $25 entry GPP. Play the tour card and you get five entries into the contest. Play any other PGA GPP and you get one entry for each, each uh, buy-in that you, that you get. Uh, if, you've, if you've already joined Fantasy Draft under Tour Junkies or Roto Grinders in previous years, then you're already in. Just keep playing PGA GPPs, okay? It is going to be awesome. We said, we've said this the last few weeks, but this is our last opportunity to say this. Permission slips. Permission slips. Right, Pat? Worst thing ever is if you're going to win this contest and then you can't get here. I mean, why did you even enter in the first place? And let me just say, people get ready because 
when we go live and we draw this thing, last year it happened twice. We drew the winner. We ended the live broadcast. We go to contact the winner. Winner can't get off work. So I'm tweeting out again. Everybody hopping on live. We're about to redraw. That guy couldn't come. So pay attention. Yeah, it was happening. And we will. I mean, yeah. we had to go like four or five times last year until we finally picked a winner. Oh, it was only three, but yeah. Uh, um, it seemed like that. For, for dramatic effect, I guess you added that. But yeah, mm-hmm. that, that, is, that is a big deal. So hopefully, I, honestly, I hope that doesn't happen this year. I hope that the first person we draw is able to come. We get it confirmed. We lock up airfare and we're done with it. I hope that's the case. But if it's not, you better be following along on Twitter. And, and once we do confirm that our winner is good to go, we will also tweet that out because I know last year a lot of people were asking, you know, if, if, the, if the poor sucker could get off work. So <laughs> um, be ready for that. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a really, really good time. Pat, do you want to you tell the listeners a little bit about our, our Master's Week podcast agenda? Sure. So we are going to change things up this week or next week. And we're actually going to do two podcasts, not one, David, two. So we're going to do a couple things. We're going to have our normal podcasts, you know, where we're going to talk, obviously, DraftKings and and DFS and all that kind of stuff. But then in a second show, we're going to do some gambling. You know, we're going to we're going to talk about some prop bets, odds to win. Uh, those type things, just some, just kind of a little bit different, and then other formats. So I know a lot of you out there, I, me included, uh, I do a pool every year that's a, a pretty high dollar entry pool where you have to pick players out of an A column, a B column, a C column, a D column. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about kind of the pools, one and done, that kind of thing. Um, what else we got? You know, any kind of format. And you know what? If you're listening to the show, actually today or for the houston open and you got some ideas on some things you want to talk about some contests that you're entering for masters week i think you should let us know don't you think david you may maybe tweet us and let yeah. us know what what you want to hear about and uh, but we're going to try to touch on a lot of just different things in the second show because we know a lot goes on for masters it's kind of like the super bowl there's just all kinds of different bets out there you know like the super bowl you have squares you know all those kind of things. We want to talk, try to hit on as many of those kind of contests as we can we can talk about, and and just you know we're, we're catering to the people. So yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. Yeah, it is going to be a lot of fun. And honestly, you know, with the DFS show, so we're going to have the DFS show. We're going to break down DraftKings. We're going to talk about fantasy draft prices. We're going to talk strategy. We're going to talk GPPs. We're also going to talk cash for the for Masters Week. But you know. Here's the thing. It's such a small field, and then you can go ahead and eliminate like 20-something guys because they're either old as dirt or they're amateurs, and you're not likely to play those guys in a big GPP, at least if you want to win. And so you know, it really limits the field where I think ownership is going to be a big, big, big deal. And so for the DFS show, we might have picks that we prefer in DFS formats because it's ownership leverage, whereas for you know regular gambling or for your pool selections like you just mentioned or one and done uh, or calcutta if you do the calcutta we we may feel something a little bit different so it it, it might be a little variable there so that that's that's one reason why we're going to do it. it you know um ownership's just going to be so important for for the DFS side so we're excited about that um of course we're going to have the chalk bomb 
The Chalk Bomb will be back at it this week. Our boy Ben Little will come back with the Chalk Bomb for the Houston Open. But, man, the content, uh, he's going to write a little bit of extra content for the Masters. You do not want to miss that. So, Pat, why don't you tell everybody if they're not on the Chalk Bomb on the Chalk Bomb email list, tell them how they can get there. All right, listen. I've screwed this up before, but I'm going to get this right. <laughs> if you go to our website, tourjunkies.com, go to the Contact Us tab or button or whatever you want to call it, and then go through that and just say, hey, I want the Chalk Bomb. There you go. Go through the contact. You can tell us you love us too. We have a lot of people that say that. Yeah. But just say you want the chalk bomb and we will get you on the list. And it is absolutely fantastic. And there's going to be some extra stuff for Masters Week that I'm excited about that I think is going to be in that email. And so we'll we'll see what happens there. Aren't we supposed to have some guests? Maybe. Come on the pod next week. Is that is that confirmed or is that is that just or did you already mention that and I just didn't listen to you? No, I didn't mention it. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, we're working on some. We're working on some quick hitting celebrity picks, is what we're working on for the for the Masters show. So hopefully those work out. We and those execute, but I'm not making any promises. So that's a good teaser there. But yeah, definitely want to make sure you get you want to get in on the chalk bomb. Uh, it's great content. Great content. It'll give you the edge that you need. On Wednesday nights before you start making lineups, that's the it's it's really good. It's a great free piece of content. Super easy. Um, Pat, anything else you can think of there before we talk through our iTunes review contest winner? Anything else Masters related? No, I mean, we'll talk about our week maybe next on yeah, the I'm, show. I gotta but. save. Yeah, I gotta save my Masters stuff for for next week. Okay. I mean, it's a huge week, man. Yeah, excited about it. Very excited about it. So one of the things we did in the beginning of the year, we asked everybody to make uh, to, to give us an iTunes review, and we would pick a random winner to receive a $250 credit to the, the Masters Pro Shop. So basically, me and Pat are going are gonna to go shopping for you on your behalf, and we will spend our dollars um, and get a wish list from you, and we will ship it to you just for writing an iTunes review, which is pretty freaking awesome if you ask me i mean it's pretty awesome a lot of people get irritated like that we take some time to talk through this stuff before our picks but honestly like this is it's engagement right this this keeps you guys engaged it keeps us engaged if you know i wish we didn't have to do stuff like this to get 200 i think we got like 270 new itunes reviews i wish we didn't have to do that but we just do it's just part of the biz it's just part of the biz and you guys are incentivized and it's fun for you and it's fun for us. It's no sweat off our back. You know, we got it. We can do this. It's, it's fun probably for us. more fun for you because you get to read a lot of the stuff of people talking about me. It was very humorous. A lot of people taking shots at Pat in the iTunes review, which was which was pretty funny. Um, yeah, we read every one of them though. We we got over two hundred and sixty or two hundred seventy new reviews through this contest. We really appreciate it. It was a great response. Uh, if you didn't get in on the contest, I'm sorry. We would ask that you still do it anyway, just out of the kindness of your heart, because we do work hard week in and week out to get this content to you, and we don't charge you for it. So we'd love for you to leave us a, an iTunes review if you think it's good. We'd appreciate it. It helps people find us. That being said, we do have a winner, Pat. We have a winner. Uh, this review was left early in the contest, January 9th, 
And the title of the review says, Best Golf DFS Show by Far. It's a five-star review. Hmm. It says, I'm going to read what it says before I read who, who it was. This podcast is more than just DFS. These guys make you part of a family, which we do. Anytime you think your life is hard, just listen to Pat's. Between nap times on air and dry spells, I feel like, hey, I'm doing, I'm doing well for myself. Hashtag tribal knowledge. And then he says, it's a beaver, right? Very funny. Very good review. We appreciate it. Making fun of Pat. Little tribal knowledge love there. It's a beaver, right? No, it's a blind squirrel. His name is Golby. But our iTunes review contest winner was written by Honest A.V. Not A.F., Honest A.V. Not Honest Abe. Not Honest Abe. Not Honest A.F., but Honest A.V. So whoever you are, Honest A.V., you need to email us, info at tourjunkies.com. Tell us how great we are and how much you appreciate us and what you would like from the pro shop in your size in whatever it is you want, and we will do the best we can to fulfill all the items on your wish list for $250 or less. And then we will Wait, ship how it to are we going to verify this? There could be like 20 people that email us and say, yeah, I was honest, AV. Well, if we have that issue, then nobody's getting anything. It'll be one of those things. It'll be like when you're in, when you're in school and the teacher's like, you know, you if nobody owns up to it. Yeah, everybody's screwed. So it'll, it'll be that thing. We, we, we trust our listeners are honest, like this guy, Honest AV. Well, Honest yeah. AV, listen here. I'm glad that I can make you feel a little bit better about your life. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. All right, Pat. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> mm. Yeah. Mm. Hold on, I'm going to hit this podcast juice. What's your podcast juice tonight, by the way? Uh, I got a little vino tonight. Imagine that. Yeah. What is it? White Zen? Oh, I've never had a white Zen in my life. You yes, bring you this have. up all the time. Is it a rose? <laughs> no, actually, it's a, uh, a, a Sauvignon Blanc tonight. Mm. It's about to be rose time for you, isn't it? It comes up in the summer, yeah. You know. Mm. Uh, gotcha. But yeah, so there you go. Okay. Um, all right, well, let's, uh, I want you to hit us with the course breakdown key stats. Let's get into this. All right, so we are, like we talked about, the Houston Open, not the Shell Houston Open, at the Golf Club of Houston, par 72, 70, just over 7,400 yards. So it's got a little bit, you know, decent length. Here's the narrative that you hear every time at the Houston Open, and that is that they try to get this course to look feel play just like augusta national but that is just it's just not the case yes they they have some bent overseated greens and they they get it it looks it looks great they they cut the rough down so there's going to be short rough but here's the thing there's just not they don't have the undulations on these greens so there's no way they can mirror that um yeah maybe they'll get the speed about right um, they do shave the areas around the green, kind of like the national does, um, but it's just not—it's just not the same. But I do think players come here and want to get that feel around the green, though, and, and kind of you know get that bent grass feel. Um, it's going to play fast. It's going to play quick, uh, but it's just not the Augusta National. So I don't think if you take guys that do well this week 
and then say, okay, well, they're going to play well at the Augusta National. I don't think that's necessarily going to happen. But these guys, are they're here to prepare for next week, and that is one reason you get some of the bigger names like we got like Fowler, Rose, Jordan, Spieth, Stenson, Mickelson, who obviously always plays well at Augusta. Um, they just want to get that practice work in, but they have they do not have any kind of false, you know, act, you know, narrative that they think that this, this is going to play anything like the national. There's a lot of water on these holes, so you do have to be, you know, fairly accurate. You can't just now. I do think bombers have an advantage, but you, you can't just be spraying it all over the place because of the hazards. Um, you know, you look at the the last. And here's the thing, you know, when you look at the last like five winners here, bombers don't just, you know, show up. I mean, you got Russell Henley last year, uh, Herman in 2016, uh, you know, J.B. Holmes. Now, he is a bomber in 2015, so that that was a bomber. But Matt Jones in 2014 and the D.A. points in 2013. Always kind of weird winners here, you know? Um I also think I've thrown out the weather a lot as far as you know talking too much in the pod about it, but it is going to be a factor. The wind is always a factor. We will want to look at that come Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon, and looking to see if there's certain ways that we do like. I do think that's very important for me. My stats are going to be par five birdie or better percentage. You know, you got four reachable par fives here that these players can score on. You also got strokes gained off the tee. Uh, for me, putting uh, on these fast greens. And then I, I think some course history and recent form are always going to come into play. So that is my quick rundown on the golf club of Houston. I like it. I like it. I do think uh, you're right. The weather is going to be a thing. Uh, it does tend to get a little windy, a little breezy at this uh, at this joint so i think that's important and and as always on wednesday you're going to want to look at fansharesports.com which by the way now they have this new link thing that we we're, we're going to tweet it out but if you sign up using our link you get a month for free which i would suggest you do if you're not a member because you're really going to need it for the masters especially i mean you need it every week but you're really going to need it for the masters uh, and in fact fanshare sports is already um aggregating masters content and mentions so We'll have a little bit of a preview from them on the Masters podcast coming uh, Sunday night. So heads up for that. But we're still going to want to check Fanshare for this week to get that ownership leverage. You know, I think I think Bombers um, not just have the advantage. I think this is a Bombers course. I I think Russell Henley, you, I mean, he's not, he's not a super bomber, but he's long. He's not short. I think the only one you mentioned in that group that's short is Jim Herman. That was a, that's a weird one. But, um, I mean, Henley can move the ball out there a little bit, and, and you know, he's known for his putting, but he's, he's not short by any means. Um, and you're, you're right, the course does not play. It's not quite Augusta. They, they do their best, but it's not quite Augusta. And I think it's important to note, too, like, you know, Guys, big names who are playing, who choose to play this week, um, you know, who are in the Masters next week, they're there because they want to be there. So I don't think you second guess, like, you know, are they too tired or are they going to be too tired next week or whatever? I don't think you second guess that. I think you trust the process there with them that if they want to play this week, there's a reason they want to play this week. They want to find some form. Uh, I think it'll be really interesting to see guys like Jordan Spieth and see what happens to him this week. 
Uh, we've been looking for a little form from from Spieth. So uh, that's going to be interesting. And then you've got, you know, I do think there's something to be said for guys who are in this field, um, you know, that that are either used to being at the Masters and aren't this year, and they're trying to get there. And the only way you can get there is win, because there's only one more spot left in the Masters, and that is the winner of the Shell Houston Open, or sorry, Houston Open, if they're not already in. So I think that's extra motivation for a few guys, not many, but I think it's extra motivation for a few. Do you agree with that or disagree with that, Pat? Actually, I do agree with that. And now, here's the thing. We had this argument a few weeks ago when it came to world rankings and all that kind of stuff, and I wasn't as big. But I do think the guys that are trying to make it just last minute and they've got to win, there is a factor for me, you know, for as far as, you know, like you look at like a Charles Howell or some of these other guys, I think Ernie Els is maybe in the field. And Steve Stricker's in the field, who who is not in the Masters. I, I do think there there's some weight you could put on those guys as far as how they're going to be um, playing this week with a, just kind of a last second effort to make it into the Masters. So I, I, I think that that comes into play a little bit, and one of the reasons that I actually like Charles Howell. Okay, well let's get into it then. All right, at the, at the top on uh, on DraftKings, you got Ricky Fowler. Justin Rose, Jordan Spieth, Henrik Stenson, and Phil all at 10K or above. Um, what are you going to do here, bud? You going to play? You going to play any of these guys? Well, here's I think that it's interesting to me when you look at Fowler, Rose, and Jordan right there, all next to each other in that eleven thousand price range. And I don't know if people are going to want to fade that. For any reason other than just because they're the, they're all right there together and it's, and it's a pretty high price, but I like all three of those guys, and I think when you look at the value in this field in the seven k range and even the high six k range, I actually like all three of them, and I think you can pair them up with even like you know a guy in the low nine k range. Uh, and have some fantastic lineups this week. I think Fowler is obviously shown that he's not, you know, he's just he's not been in great recent form. Um, so I think people are going to fade him because of that, just that eleven five. I think they're just not going to like that price range. But I, I'll, I'm going to play him. You know, he checks the box for me on driving accuracy. I think this is a course that that he can play well on. Rose is another guy. Strokes gained off the tee, checks the box, birdie or better percentage, par five scoring, and then Jordan. You know, he's he's playing better. I mean, he showed that last week. You know, he he was two and zero oh in the in the match play before he came got into Patrick Reed, and then he lost that match. But you know, starting to show a little bit better form. I just feel like this is a, especially for GPPs, this is a a range. And I'm talking just a le- these three guys that people may fade, and I'm not going to. I love them this week, and I'm going to be gravitating towards all three of those guys, trying to fit them into a lineup with my favorite guys in the 9K range. Interesting. I mean, I'm not going to argue with you. I think my favorite play is actually Phil at 10-2. Um, I mentioned I like the Bombers. We know that Phil has always enjoyed playing the week before the Masters and wants to get in you know, peak, peak form. He's played really well here in the past. He's gained 29 strokes here in the last five years. Uh, he's obviously very hot this season, playing really well. Uh, so I think, I, I think I like Phil. I mean, I, I still get a 
marquee name on my roster, and it gives me a little salary relief. I do agree with you. I, I think I think there's some uh, really nice value in the low 7K and 6K range that will allow you to do some studs and duds lineups. But I think if I can go fill in a, in a couple of stronger guys in this 9K and upper 8K range, I like that as well. So that will be where I go. Um, but I don't have a ton of disagreement for you. I mean, I, I guess we both agree we don't really like Stenson, apparently. So Yeah, I'm not a, huge, not a huge Stenson guy this week. You know, he's a guy that I think you could see, like, get off to maybe a poor start on Thursday and then mail just, it. Just mail it in. Uh-huh. Um, in the 9K range, I really like Luke List. I, I, I could see him being chalky. Um, at 9,600, that feels like a lot to pay for Luke List, but he has just been on fire. He's gained 34 strokes in his last six events. He's played this event okay. I like him on DraftKings at 9,600. I like him on Fantasy Draft at 15.7. I think he's a good play there as well. I'm just a big fan of Luke List. I could see having a fair amount of Phil Mickelson, Luke List uh, lineups. And, of course, you've got Russell Henley, who I'm trying to think – you know, one of the th- one of the stats that that you may notice, people may notice, I, I rattle off every week is strokes gained in the last five years at that event. So it speaks to course history, right? And I'm trying to think if anyone all year has gained more strokes in the last five years on a golf course than Russell Henley. He's gained 52 strokes in the last five years at this golf course. It's pretty obviously, ridiculous. He loves it. Now he's not in great form, but he obviously loves this golf course. I think it's I think it's a fade and I like Russell Henley. I, I almost would I almost would love to see him like make the cut but finish, you know, fortieth or thirtieth this week and kind of maybe disappoint because I, I actually like him for the Masters. Uh I think I think he's a good I think he's a good play and a good value at the Masters. I think he's a good course fit there. But other than that, I think that's probably all I'm willing to pay up for here. What uh what do you think? Well, I mean, you look at him. I mean, in the last four years, his worst finish is a T seven back in two thousand fourteen, and and I think I just feel like this price is such a sucker price. I mean, he's only priced at ninety two hundred because of his course history. It's not because of recent form. And you know what? Here is the thing with with Russell is his putting is always where his that's where he makes his money, and he hasn't been you know great when it comes to when you are looking at this field this this year. He's not been incredible with his putting. I think that that price is just way too inflated for him. So I, I think he is a fade. You know, the two guys I'm really gravitating towards, I, I'm okay with Luke Liss. I'm with you there. I think Daniel Berger is, is very interesting at in 9,400. He's gained 27 strokes on the field in his last three starts here with two straight top five finishes. Um, and then Rafa Cabrera-Bello at 9,300. Yeah, he did miss a cut last year here, but he was fourth in 2016. He's obviously been in incredible form. Checks the box on driving accuracy, so I don't think he's going to get himself into too much too much trouble off the tee and have too many you know big numbers. Um, he also is number one in par five scoring in the field, so I like that. So those two guys are kind of who I'm gravitating to. And that's that's what I was talking about when you're looking at Fowler, Rose, and Jordan. Whether you pick any one of those two, those three guys, 
I think Berger or Rafa Cabrera Bello is who you pair him up with and then go down in that low 7,000 range and pick a few guys there and even in the 6K range, which could, you know, give you that leeway to maybe even get, you know, a high 7 or 8K guy. So that is, uh, that's sort of what I'm doing and that's my strategy this week. Okay. I think we're, I think we're, we're close. We're slightly a little bit different. Like, I like the Phil Luke List combo, and then in the 8K range, there's two guys that I'm a big fan of. Both are, uh, I'm sure, would love to. I mean, obviously, anybody in here would love to qualify for the Masters. That goes without being said. But I think Charles Howell the third at 8900. You know, Augusta native has only played in a, a, I think maybe a couple of Masters, handful of Masters. Just doesn't seem to qualify. Um, I think he would would obviously love to do it he's in good form he plays this golf course well at 8900 i like the price he's 14 8 on fantasy draft i think that's a good value and then right uh near there keegan bradley at 8600 i think it's a good shot i think this is a good course for Keegan. for keegan uh, tita green he's he's one of the best on tour uh, i mean he's just that good he's just that good on tour he's been a staple at the masters for a long time he's been riding that pga championship for years uh he's not there this year and he's got a win to get there he's gained 22 strokes in the last five years at the houston open he's in decent form right now at 86 i'll take keegan bradley i think that's uh th- those two plays um uh, i like a lot there's one more here in the 8k range I was a little disappointed in how Patrick Rogers finished at um, at Punta Cana. He was my um, I, I, I've had a lot of him, and I thought he should have won the event hands down. He sucked on Thursday. He shot a seven under on Friday to make the cut and storm up to the top twenty, and then he just kind of played okay on the weekend. But I still feel like Patrick Rogers. He is in good form. He's gained twenty two strokes in his last six events. Um, at eighty one hundred. You know, bomber, score, good, you know, improved wedge game. He's obviously playing well. I think he's interesting at 8,100. He's actually uh, the 20th price guy on DraftKings. He's the 31st price guy on Fantasy Draft at 13.5. So you get him at a a little more of a discount on Fantasy Draft if you want to play him there. But those are my three in the 8K range. But I I will have the most of Howell and Keegan Bradley. Okay. Well, you know, Keegan's one of those guys I just never can peg right. Right, so you don't. Yeah. I, I never, but I do like him this week, so maybe that means you don't play him. But Really? Yeah, I do. I agree with you this week. I, I think Yeah, that, you rarely like him. Yeah, but I think this is this is probably the week to play him. Right beneath him, though, Emiliano Grillo, I think, is a is a interesting. No, no I think he, listen, checks a box on putting, strokes gain off the tee, and driving accuracy. Now, we have not seen him play this tournament, but I think he could be a great play. I, I think he could be, and, and he's probably going to be lower owned than he normally would be. So I do like Grillo. Uh, also, I, I got I to I hit you with Grillo here before you move on. He doesn't, you just named a couple boxes he checks, but they're not relevant boxes to this golf course, where, whereas accuracy and stroke, he gains strokes off the tee because he's accurate. He's not a bomber. He, he is pretty... He is pretty consistent and accurate to the point where he gains strokes off the tee, which is fine. But so does Chez Reeve and Francesco Molinari. They're both short knockers. Grillo's not as short as them, but he's not a bomber. And the guy, but worse than that is we've seen him play 
in India, then to Bay Hill, then to Puerto Rico, now to Texas. Like I, I just think the guy fizzled in, in not Puerto Rico, in the Dominican Republic. The guy fizzled at the Dominican Republic last week, and I just don't see this is the narrative where where for eighty five people need to jump you, on him because you are saying this. This no, is why eighty five hundred dollars. Yeah, for seventy five hundred dollars, he is a he is a high caliber player, a good player. I like Emiliano Grillo, but for eighty five hundred dollars with all that travel, he's not exactly screaming course fit. He do didn't scream course. That, all right, do you think that going into last year, Russell Henley was well? Russell Henley was. I, he's not. Do you yes, think Jim Herman in two thousand sixteen <laughs> was screaming a win or? Matt Jones no. in 2014 or DA points in 2013. I mean, literally over the last five years, only two guys, JB Holmes and Russell Henley, you could maybe like predict that they were going to win this tournament. But the other three, you couldn't. So, I mean, it's just, I think that. Yeah, I, but they're, they're, they, they wouldn't have been $8,500 on DraftKings. Like, I, I'm just saying, I don't like the, the value is enough, the value and the travel and the fatigue. Those are the two things. That I think go heavily against Emiliano Grillo. I mean, the guy knows how to sleep. People know how to sleep. <laughs> I mean, it's, hell, it's not like he's. I mean, I hey, don't, don't make me bleep you again this week. You made me have to go back and bleep you. Oh, I can't say hell. Careful. Sorry, that's a normal word. It's in the Bible. <laughs> All right. Well, Grillo seems to be the hot button pick of the week between me and Pat. I'm sure we'll have. Some tweets and right. texts so going back and a forth. A couple more that I do like here. I do like Jason Duffner at 8,300. Uh, you know, he was 12th here last year. Obviously a guy that doesn't get himself in a whole lot of trouble off the tee. And, and here's the thing. I know we're talking about distance, and that is huge. I mean, the, the distance is a factor here. But there's also a lot of trouble. I mean, I mentioned that when I, when I was talking about the course breakdown. You know, if you, if you – it's only off the tee. The water that we're seeing on this, this course is mostly off the tee. It is not around the greens. So you've got to be accurate. You can't just be spraying it out there. So I think Duff you know, fits the bill there at 8,300. And Brant Snedeker at 8,000. I do like him. I know he burned me in the past, but he's he is putting really well. Obviously a very accurate driver of the ball. He wants to get himself in you know just top form. Here, leading up into the Masters, so he's I not like in the Masters. Oh wait, I forgot he's not in the Masters. As soon as I said that, I was like, "Wait, he's not in the damn Masters." So you got to beep bleep that out, don't you? <laughs> anyway, he's another guy like Charles that I think is just just going to grind this week to try and make it in. You got a fair amount of disagreement already on this podcast. I, I really don't like Grillo or Snedeker or Duffner. Like, I won't have much of them at all. So that's interesting. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, let's talk this this upper seven k range. Who are you liking in there? You gonna pay seventy eight hundred for recent winner Bryce Garnett? No, I'm not. Actually, you, you're talking about the upper range, and my I start down at Corey Connors, who we've seen you know play well. The Canadian in the last few tournaments, he finished well last week. Uh, checks a box, and and you know obviously recent form strokes gained off the tee. I think Connors is a is a good play at seventy six hundred. I'm okay with him. Um, Thomas Peters is interesting to me. You you like the bombers, you know, he's got he is a bomber, but he's also a ball striker. Now, putting and and scrambling and whatever else, it could be a, a little bit of a you know, of a 
crap show, but we'll see what happens. But I think at it, 7,500, it's hard to avoid a guy like Piercy. Piercy, not Piercy. Peters. Peters. <laughs> Piercy's right under him. All right, your turn. Good. So which one do you like, Peters or Piercy? Peters. Piercy. I was looking at Pe- Piercy, and I was talking about I think I like Piercy better than Peters. No, um... Yeah, I I don't mind this range. I think a GPP play to watch is Ryan Palmer. Mm. I think he's going to be a gutsy GPP. You're going to bring in like the Texas connection and all that. You like you like the local guys. You love picking the Texas guys. Well, I'm going to bring in the Texas connection. I'm going to bring in the wind. Uh, the wind. I'm going to bring in the T28 at the Valspar, which is good. For, you know, good for him coming off a couple missed cuts. He is a scorer. He is a guy that people typically don't enjoy rostering. He's he can be kind of tilting at times, and seventy nine hundred seems a little pricey. So, you know, we've talked about uh, you know ways to gain an edge is to obviously pick guys that nobody's on, but also overpay. And I think this is a guy who I'm willing to to somewhat overpay for, unlike Emiliano Grillo. So I think Palmer's an interesting GPP play. I could see we'll see what FanshareSports.com has him come Wednesday, but I think he's an interesting play. Um, dropping down a little bit, Aaron Wise at 7400 is interesting. I mean he's he's he is a bomber. First time playing here, um, he's, he's a little better value on Fantasy Draft. He's the 37th price guy on DraftKings. He's the 49th on Fantasy Draft at 12-6. I might like him a little more there. Um, I think a safer play, maybe Matt Jones, another Texas connection. He's an Aussie, but I think he lives in Texas. Either way, Aussies play great in Texas. He has one here before you mentioned him. Matt Jones does hit the ball a long way. He is not a short hitter by any means. He's gained 15 strokes here in the last five years. He's also another good value on Fantasy Draft. He is the 39th player on DraftKings and the 67th on Fantasy Draft at 11.8. So I really like him on Fantasy Draft. Fantasy Draft, typically, you have a little tighter pricing. So to me, I think it's, it's, it's tougher to get those top price guys in your lineups. So if you, if you have a guy like Matt Jones, who's all the way down at 11.8 and a value compared to DraftKings, you might be able to work in some of those top top name studs, um, especially the ones Pat was mentioning. So yeah, well, and I agree too. I mean, it is harder to fit. You know, they they are definitely tighter on fantasy draft, but all the more reason that I love that they have. You know, that they drop a player and only take your what six best. So yeah. Um, what about you? Surprised you didn't mention Kelly Craft. I like him at 7,400. He's a guy that's been playing well. He's, he's in, in good form. Yeah. In good form. And then checks the box in putting. I mean, he's 11th in the field uh, in strokes gained putting. You know, obviously, you're going to have to putt well this week. A guy like Russell Henley showed that last year. And, and typically, you see good putters win this tournament. So I think Kelly Craft is, is a good play. I like Sam Saunders at 7,200. Now, I have a feeling you, you're not going to like it. You cannot quit Sam Saunders. I cannot quit him. But Why he's, is that? He's imagine, sort of my, imagine saying that to yourself in 2015 when we started playing DFS golf. Well, here's why. And, and if you're looking at just like the last, you know, 24 rounds, he checks the box. On, he's top 10 in the field and strokes gained off the tee. Checks the box in putting, DraftKings scoring, 
Also, birdie or better percentage, which that's going to you know involve drafting scoring. And he was T20 last year. So I think Sam Saunders, and he's another guy that I'm sure would obviously love to play in the Masters, you know, with his, his connections with, with Palmer and all that kind of stuff. But I, I right. think I, I, got, I, got, I got to interrupt you here, too. You said the last 24 rounds, right? So presumably six tournaments. Well, I mean, you're, you're dating back to February for him. Actually, actually January for him to get 24 rounds in because he's missed cuts in two of his last four events. And if you look at his last three events, he probably hasn't checked any of those boxes. If you take that down to the last 12 rounds, he's likely not checked any of those boxes. All those boxes are being checked because of the 12 rounds earlier in your sample of 24. And I just think he's not, he's trending in the absolute wrong direction. I mean, yeah, he's, he's, he, even in the cut that he made in the last three weeks, he only made nine birdies in four rounds. I, I, think, I think he's a disaster. <laughs> this is golf, dude. Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> no, I'm not. You're, you're talking about form. I think, I think you're, with what you're looking at with Saunders in your 24-round sample size, He's checking those boxes because of the early 12 rounds, not the but late 12 rounds. The late 12 rounds, he sucked. Did I mention recent form? Yeah, the last 24 rounds is what you would call recent form, Pat. No, but did I say like the last like two tournaments or whatever? No, I said over said the, the last, last 24, 24 rounds. Okay, over the last 24 rounds, that's where he fits. Top 10 strokes gained off the tee, putting, draft king scoring. Birdie or better percentage. Those are all things you're going to look at in a guy that you think could do well this week. Doesn't matter what he did like exactly last week. Yeah, well, yeah, he missed a cut at the Honor, Honor Palmer his his you know grandfather's tournament where he's got a lot of media <coughs> stuff and pressure and whatever else. Yeah, I just think he's. We see this the wrong every single week on tour. What did Rory do at the API? Okay, Pat. He was in terrible form, and he ended up freaking winning the tournament and blowing everybody away on Sunday. This is when you get so demonstrative, you just overtake instead of like having a conversation about it. You cannot. You can't. Also, you're you're sitting. We're talking about Sam freaking Saunders. It's seventy two hundred on DraftKings. We're not talking about one of the top players in the world. We're talking about making picks on guys that are in the low seven k range in a huge field event. Am I not allowed to disagree with you and give you reasons why I disagree? Yeah, you can disagree, but you're going to be wrong. This is what happens every (laughs) single time you do this. You're going to end up being wrong. (laughs) <laughs> because you try to you try to act like you're so freaking convincing, and you know what? You're going to end up being wrong. I guarantee you, you're going to be wrong. Can I talk now? Will you let me talk now? Yeah, give me all your stats and all your no, I, fancy I, no... crap about whatever you want to say. But golf is golf, man. If you have there's a no feeling stats. about a guy, you, here's the thing: a lot of the plays oh, is this that I, I get make, to talk now is this yeah. the part where I get to no, talk? No, it's now? not because a lot of the, a lot of the times when I make a play and I make a pick, there's a little bit of a gut feeling involved. Which guess what? There is so much 
to do when you are having when you're putting together a DraftKings lineup or any kind of PGA lineup that has some gut to it. And that's because that's just golf in general. You can't just go by stats. You can't always go by recent form. You can't always go by course history. Yeah, we love all these things. I love all these things. I talk about them every single week. But there's some gut feel to almost every pick you make. And that's what happens with Sam Saunders. So now you can freaking talk. What do you got? <laughs> I, I just admire your gutsiness. It is so admirable, Pat. I admire it. I don't like the Rory argument because, yes, you're right. This is golf. I'm well aware that you can go out and shoot. You know, the pros can go out and shoot a 64 one day and an 84 the next. I am well aware of that. They can suck one tournament be good another. But we know, we both know, that that is the exception and not the rule. That normally form can be seen, and 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 you know it, it has some predictive quality to it, right? Like there is something to it. Yes, there are outliers that happen all the time. They happen every week out of 144 golfers. Yes, it's going to happen. Somebody in this field that has sucked is going to play well. Somebody in this field that has played really well is going to suck. That is going to happen. But the general rule is that, and so. And, and you didn't say this is a gut pick of mine. This is just a gut call because he's sucked lately. You didn't say that. You just you you started talking about his recent form of 24 rounds, and I'm looking at his recent form, and I'm like, well, <clears throat> here's the flaw in that. It, you know, and I explained I explained where the flaw was, and so I'm just saying I yeah, don't think the form way is actually too good at all. There, you're going you're going way too technical there. Like you could look at we can look at stats in a like 50 different ways like you could look at it and say like his last round he was 100th in strokes game putting or whatever you're right you can easily manipulate stats that is so true. It, it doesn't you i here's the here's the way i think of stats you have to get sort of you have to figure out what they've done over a certain period of time yes recent form is huge because you know what that means confidence that's the only thing i'm looking at with recent form is confidence I'm not looking at all at how they've done on putting, how they've done on driving accuracy, whatever it is. I want to know where their confidence is. And if I see confidence in recent form, then that's that's fine with me. But you know what? You don't see it like you look at a guy like Rory. And here's where golf is so crazy. We don't see that with him. We didn't see that. We didn't see any confidence. We didn't see anything. And all of a sudden, one week, he meets with you know, freaking the, the putting whisperer and Brad Faxon. And then he finds it. So, you know, golf is just so variable. But if you don't want to take Saunders, you don't have to take him. I'm just giving you a, a, a gut play that I like. And I'm stepping out there also, and I'm not just giving all these guys that any tout wants to give and say, hey, because all these things, all these factors, they, they lead up to this guy, <laughs> and I'm going to be like everybody else. Are so you I'm jabbing say, me right now? Is this, a, is this a subtle jab? Yeah, I'm kind of jabbing you as being the traditional tout right now. <laughs> okay. All right, well, let's move on for the sake of time, because we, you and I know we could argue all, all freaking night. That's what we know. But the listeners don't want to hear us do that all night. <coughs> uh, I'm going to take JB Holmes at 7300. Okay, well that's a great. That's a <laughs> JB Holmes, JB Holmes, Pat. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to take JB Holmes. He's a he's won here before. Bomber fits the profile. 7300 bucks. Normally plays in the Masters. Not in right now. I like JB Holmes. I like Grayson Murray at 7200. Another bomber. Been playing okay this year. 
making a lot of cuts, not doing much else, but I think he could pop 7,200. I like him. Also like him on Fantasy Draft. He's at 12-6 on Fantasy Draft. Anybody else for you? What do you, no, think, of Lee, what do you think of Lee Westwood? No, I'm not taking Lee Westwood. I mean, at $7,100, Lee Westwood, that's, I mean, he's a value. I mean, he seems like a value to me, but that's just me, I guess. Um, all right, I got another, I got, I got a name for you on Fantasy Draft. He's the 98th price player on Fantasy Draft and the 68th on DraftKings. He's 7,100 on DraftKings, 11-2 on Fantasy Draft. Joel Damon, playing, playing okay right now. Our boy Gino Benelli, caddies for Joel. Joel's doing okay. He's doing, he's doing okay. I think that could be a sneaky little play as well. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that one. Okay. We can agree on that one. We don't anybody have to have else a 10 in the 7K? You don't, you don't have one. anybody else in the 7K, this huge range of people? No one else? No, that's it. I'm giving you the guys I'm most confident about. Okay, what about 6K? You said you had some guys in the 6K range. I do have some guys. I have four guys here that I like. Wow, okay, what you got? Yeah, so right at the top, I like Taylor Gooch. Love Taylor Gooch. At 6,800, he checks Agreement. the box on birdie or better percentage. Uh, he's in the top 25 in this in the field and strokes can approach scrambling also driving distance he's kind of a sneaky long driver so i do like taylor gooch here's another guy that's oklahoma state guy too probably you know used to some windy conditions in texas here's a guy too that that was a driving distance he is seventh in the field in driving distance and that is nick watney at 6800 i think he's another good play checks the box also in strokes getting off the tee ball striking so I do think he could be a, a decent play here. Now, look, we're talking about 6K range, guys. So don't act like I'm sitting here saying this is a – I feel like you, you, you've, like, scarred me tonight. Like, I feel like I'm, like, making, like, a guarantee. <laughs> make Recover. the cut top 10. Uh, Troy Merritt at 6,800. He is top 25 <laughs> in the field in DraftKings scoring this year. He also has made a ton of eagles on par fives. And like I said earlier, these are par fives where you can hit the greens and make some eagles. So he checks a box there. And I have one more guy at the minimum price that I'll give you after you give your top 60 whatever picks. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, I do like the Taylor Gooch play. I I had him selected. I will give you two guys near the minimum price. The first one is Adam Schenk at $6,600 in decent form. He is 11-4 on Fantasy Draft. Like him as well. But the guy I like the most, I I tend to like, and I got another case of the Garrigus at $6,600 right there above Adam, also at 11-4 on Fantasy Draft. Now listen to this, okay? Garrigus has played okay here. He he got a top 20 last year. He did just miss the cut at the Dominican Republic when I had a lot of him, which irritated me. He was 9,000, and he missed the cut in a weak off-field event. But he also missed the cut last year at the Puerto Rico the week before the shell and still finished top 20. In this field, in the last 12 rounds, he is 12th in strokes gained approach and fifth in driving distance. So for a guy, $100 off the minimum price, who's been on tour a while, he's got some experience on this course, he's, he's 
you know, top 20 here last year, and he fits a couple of the stat categories. I'm going to go back to Garrigus, who likely burned. I mean, he was like 20-something percent owned in a lot of the contests I had him um, for the, the Punta Cana. So th- those two guys near the minimum price, are, I'll stop there. So who's your guy at 6,500? I bet I can guess. What do you want to guess? Is it Lanto Griffin? Yes, it is. Lanto Griffin at 6,500. I love him this week. Checks a box on par five scoring, birdie or better percentage. He is in the top 25 in the field, also on DraftKings scoring. And driving di- and bomb. driving distance. So yeah, I, think, mash. I think Lanto is, is going to be my pick at that minimum, minimum price of 6,500. All right. Well, we made it through, Pat. We survived. Uh, we almost killed each other, but we survived. It's the, the last podcast before the Masters. May your screens be green. We hope you guys enjoy the Houston Open. And, uh, you know, we'll be doing all our regular things. We'll be contributing to the survey, the uh, consensus rankings over on Roto Grinders this week. We'll be in the chat room Wednesday night. We'll have the Sirius XM show Wednesday night covering the Houston Open, but you can bet your bottom dollar that come lineup lock on Thursday, we are fully involved in the Masters Week chaos that is about to go down. So don't forget, uh, Sunday night, the podcast drops for Masters. We'll have two different shows, as Pat mentioned. We're looking forward to it. We cannot wait. Um, And Pat, despite all your grumpiness, I love you, bud. I love you, too. May your screens be green, Pat, even with Sam Saunders and Emiliano Grillo. (laughs) See ya! Out! What a matchup! And what a team, Mike! MetroPCS and the iPhone SE for $0 on a network that covers 99% of people in the U.S. Oh, impressive. Play with the best. Switch to MetroPCS on an unlimited LTE plan and get a 32-gig iPhone SE for $0. MetroPCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax. Claim based on talk and text. Not valid for active numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on MetroPCS in the past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions. What a matchup! And what a team, Mike! MetroPCS and the iPhone SE for $0 on a network that covers 99% of people in the U.S. Oh, impressive. Play with the best. Switch to MetroPCS on an unlimited LTE plan and get a 32-gig iPhone SE for $0. MetroPCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax. Claim based on talk and text. Not valid for active numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on MetroPCS in the past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for Dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Capital One knows life doesn't alert you about your credit card. Pitch hitting, catcher number two. Also Karen in row J eating the hot dog. Did you mean to tip 167% yesterday at Lake Cafe Restaurant? Just checking. So, meet Eno, the Capital One assistant that catches things that might look wrong, like over-tipping, then sends an alert to your phone and helps you fix it. Eno, another way Capital One is watching out for your money when you're not. Capital One, what's in your wallet? See CapitalOne.com for details. Limitations apply.